Welcome back to the Unintentional Community Podcast. This week, we are talking about family and about having children in our home where we have five adults and one two-year-old, and it's going to be a good one. But if you are just new to the podcast, you should go back to the first episode and start there because it's helpful to know who we are and how we've ended up living in this home together. Also, if you have any questions you want to ask the show, in our fifth and final episode of this season, we're going to be answering your questions. So feel free to email those in to askahousey at gmail.com. Housey spelled H-O-U-S-I-E. All right, and with that, let's get into the show. Hey, welcome back to the Unintentional Community Podcast, coming to you live from Sheepdog Studio in downtown Hamilton and featuring my lost voice. Mayor, is this loss? I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we are in episode three of this podcast. If you're just jumping in now, you should jump back to episode one, uh, where we are going through different themes as a house. Uh, my name is Kevin. I am your host for the show. And sitting around this table are... I'm uh, Ben. And Meg. And Meredith. And Steph. And we live together with a baby named Clementine, who's now almost two... <laughs> Will be two by the time you. I mean, was two two weeks ago. By the time you guys hear this, by now, too late. She's two. She'll be two. And uh, she's the queen of our house, and she is the theme of this week's episode. And so (laughs) this week we're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about children and uh, how our house works, where it's my wife and I and our daughter and three people in their twenties, and uh, just different views on what it means to be family together and how. Mm this little weird child has uh, affected our life together. So just to warm us up, uh, why don't we go around and say one thing about Clementine that is just a little extra? Oh, just a little. Jeez. Just a little over the top? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, whenever we read this one book, she doesn't care about any of the introduction. She'll just skip right to the scariest two pages and make me read those two pages over and over and over and over and over again. Because she's obsessed with a pear that turns into a werewolf. Oh. She and loves that part. She loves sure. that part. So, uh, yeah, that's the one thing that's a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Mayor? Sorry, I'm still thinking. Mayor? <laughs> um, I think the thing, like, like, it's every day something different will come to mind. But today, I just kept thinking about this thing that she does with, like, her action figures. She calls them her guys. But she always <laughs> refers to them as, like, my guy. Like, and she only ever says it that way with that much enthusiasm. My guy. And so every, like, person who came in, I wanted to be like, like what's up, my guy? My guy. Like, in the back of my brain, I just hear yeah, her little yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. My guy. I think my one of my, if I was just to pick a thing that's just all the time, it's, like, whenever anyone in the house is grinding coffee or making a smoothie. I don't know. I I, oh I think gosh. it might have actually yeah. been yeah, originally yeah. my fault that this happened. But now <laughs> it's does it with anytime she, the grinder or the smoothie blender starts, she just starts yelling along with it. <laughs> so as it's grinding, she's just going, ah! And then you stop and she stops. And then you start again and, and she start starts back again. again. <laughs> and you can like play it as a little bit of a game. Yeah. But yeah. 
Oh my goodness. She just yeah. loves to scream. I remember I made a comic about Like, she was doing that a year ago. Like, I made a comic about it a year ago, and she still does it. Because <laughs> she does a new thing every week, but I love that some things she just does forever. She really oh, yeah. With yeah. <laughs> she also mimics, mimics the pitch of it, right? When yeah. you're, like, grinding, it's almost done. Yeah. And the pitch increases, and then she increases her so, pitch, too. It's toddler really music lessons. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I, my, the thing I think is so hilarious about her is how reasonable she is. Like, oh, she's, yeah. she's, she's got her own personality, and everyone's always like, Oh, kids, you, they'll do what they want. And I'm like, well, actually, so far, so good. Like, you know, I say, well, you know, Clem, we got to, we got to, first we got to do this and then we got to do that. And she just nods her head and that's okay. And sorry, Clem, I know you want to play, but it's time for bed. And she's like, okay, upstairs we go. Yeah. And it's just hilarious to me because she's such a hyper social little kid, but she's totally cool with whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the reason this theme is so important is that yeah. a lot of people, when we talk about living in some sort of uh, unintentional community, we live together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, well, how does that work with a kid? And it used to be when we lived with our last housemates, people would say, oh, well, just wait till you guys have kids. Then you won't be able to do it. But joke's on you, whoever that was. It has kind of worked so far anyways. <laughs> now people are like, well, when you have two kids, it won't work. But I think it's important <laughs> to be able to talk much. about how things have been different in this living arrangement mm-hmm. with the kid, maybe from mm-hmm. past living arrangements you've mm-hmm. had. I know, Mary, you've lived with the family at the kid before, so yep. like pull any of that into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this is one of those things that just comes up again and again. Like, oh, I'd love to live in community with other people, but we have a kid or we have two kids, and that just doesn't seem feasible. Mm-hmm. And maybe it isn't, but, you know, I, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. And so maybe why don't we start with, like, Meg, do you have any initial, like, things you want to touch on about being a mother and having people live in the yeah. house well first you? I just want to say just because I know there's probably other parents listening to this um is that like I would classify Clem in sort of like she's like the easy category of right, babies right. and I don't say that because I'm biased it's just that she hasn't had any major health issues we didn't have mm-hmm. trouble with like things like breastfeeding and mm-hmm. you know I had a like a pretty easy recovery after my birth and so all that to say like all the things that could possibly have made this more difficult we've managed to avoid so far. So I do think that that has helped a lot. So mm-hmm. I just know that it would be, it could be harder for some parents to have people around when they're going through some of those things. Mm-hmm. So we've been really blessed in that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, initially uh, I was a little bit nervous, like trying to imagine what it would be like. Um, I think I thought that I would need more space when I um, had the baby and that mm-hmm. I, I would just like, you know, everything is so new with your first child that you're like trying to navigate it all. And I think what I found was that I just didn't really need as much space as I thought and that having people around made things so much easier. So like that being said for my friends who have kids and like my my mom friends and stuff like that, but then also the people in our house who just are always there to, especially when Clem was a baby, like hold her if I needed a couple of minutes or like try to soothe her if I was kind of at my wits end or um, like grab something for me if I couldn't get off the couch because I was mm-hmm. breastfeeding. So like even just logistically from the beginning, it's been a lot easier than if mm-hmm. we had been living just us as a married couple with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, and then as she's gotten older, I found that having that support has just been like still the same, like so helpful having people be home while she naps so I could run some errands or mm-hmm. like go and play with her so I could like make some food or things like that. So just logistically speaking, it's been really helpful to have people around. Um, and and emotionally too, like kind of plays into it where most days with Clem are really fun and enjoyable, but there's also days where, you know, like 
I've just emotionally drained and I just need a couple minutes. And there's a lot of parents who don't get the luxury of having a couple minutes away from their kid. So Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. not only my spouse, but like three other adults who are willing to just take her and like read a book for 20 minutes, like that 20 minutes might be everything to, to a mom who's like really exhausted. Mm. So it's been really helpful. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. like our basic kind of premise we've talked about in other episodes is that it's not like easier or harder to live with housemates than alone. It's just different. Mm -hmm. And there are challenges. I think Mm -hmm. like there are days where Clem would be like crying in the middle of the night and you're just like, Oh my gosh, is this ruining everyone's life? Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear your thoughts as we jump over to that. But but I think there are these moments where it's made it incredibly like so much, so much better. Mm -hmm. I remember one day we were just both exhausted and we came downstairs in the morning with Clem at like six 30 and we were so gassed and stuff was like, just there making a coffee and she's like oh I'd love to hang out with Clem do you want me to take her when I go do groceries later and you're like go back to bed go back to bed we're and like we just really <laughs> yeah. yeah and people say all the time like how do you guys get out on dates and how do you spend time together and how do you have the money to pay for babysitters it's mm-hmm. like uh, yeah I've definitely <laughs> noticed a shift like before we had a baby there was more comments to me being like oh isn't it hard living with other people or isn't it weird living with more people in your house and then like since I've had a kid I find like a lot of moms being like oh my gosh that must be so nice (laughs) it's it's a game changer yeah we didn't pay for a babysitter for like the first two years Mm because between parents I actually have only ever paid for a babysitter once and she's almost two and well and today will be the second time yeah yeah and I mean every housing arrangement has their own sense of like how people are engaged in that but I feel like in Mm -hmm. this case all of you guys have been really clear about Mm -hmm. we'll say no I mean back to expectations episode two we'll say no if it's not a go that we can watch her but you know if we're home and Mm -hmm. with three people living in the house with us almost always someone's home in the night Mm -hmm. yeah it's just such a a game changer for our our health yeah i would never assume that somebody could watch her or that Mm -hmm. somebody will be home Mm -hmm. we just try to give you guys a heads up and also like sometimes people want the freedom to just be like i don't have plans but i might want to have plans and like Mm -hmm. i'm always happy to get a babysitter if that's the case but yeah, I would say overall, like the benefits and like the helpfulness is much bigger than than the things that are hard. And the things that are hard are usually things that I put on myself. Mm-hmm. So like you said, when she cries in the night, it's not that I'm like, it's not that it's so hard that mm-hmm. she's waking everybody up. The thing that's hard for me is that I feel horrible about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so that's the thing I've had to like navigate and not send like profuse apologies at mm-hmm. like three in the morning. And like, yeah. it's like people are fine. Half yeah. half the housemates don't even hear her. Yeah. And like <laughs> the other half are like... Only Ben yeah. who's directly next to her. Even sometimes Ben doesn't hear her. Even I through it. Yeah. So what about yeah. you guys? I mean, yeah. for us, we could go on for a very mm-hmm. long time and we'll jump back in later with some of the pros and mm-hmm. like the things that have been helpful. But how do you guys feel as people who don't have a kid of your own mm-hmm. but you live the lifestyle <laughs> of like a live-in aunt or uncle or something yeah. I don't know I think like I think it is a huge huge privilege to be able to walk alongside a young family that's just starting out and like seeing how you guys make your choices with parenting um like in the previous episode we talked about expectations and boundaries and I feel like you and Meg have both you were really clear about kind of the boundaries with Clem in terms of like responsibility. Like mm-hmm. you made it very clear from the outset that like she is not our responsibility to the rest of the housemates, but like you want us to enjoy living with her. And like, I think you guys both knew that like having a kid would be so much fun and adventure. Like I think people get worried about like, Oh, what if she cries at night? What if, you know, what are the hard things about having a kid around? But it's like, no, for the most part, it's like the best. Like we, <laughs> 
are all so obsessed with her. <laughs> I could go on, but I should kick it around. <laughs> I think I think I was just to feed off something Meg said a second ago. We've talked about this a little bit, mm-hmm. you and I specifically, but I do think it's worth mentioning that like you, Kevin and Meg don't like leave Clem with us like five days a week. Like it's very rare when that are all really it doesn't rarely. happen all the time. And I know you guys are also very sensitive to like make sure that if there is an alternative or another option mm-hmm. that works, like, I mean, there's been times where people have like, our, our friends have like offered to stay at home and one of us is actually at home and we just mm-hmm. like kind of kick them out. Cause it's just easier sometimes to, if we're just at home doing something and mm-hmm. all we have to do is like keep an eye on the monitor, then it's like never a big deal to just have that happen. But it's yeah. not like, it's not like there's like taking care of Clem is like a part-time job for no, anyone. Just to be all. very, very no. clear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I always worry about it, but I know that that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Just this morning the... stuff said to you, like, Meg, you have to understand, I don't see her enough. Like, well, I'm I think like, that's the yeah. yeah. I think I said is like, um, Mondays are my personal day off. And I love Mondays because normally Monday mornings I can get a little bit of Clem time in. But then Meg started going to this like, event thing on Monday mornings with Clem and I was like so sad I was like please don't (laughs) was my time it's my time it's it is hard because like you know you develop this relationship with her and then for my work hours often are the hours that she's awake and so I'll come Mm -hmm. home from work and not have seen her yeah especially if it's one of those nights where she does cry in the middle of the night that I'm like the only interaction I have with Clem is that she woke me up and I'm like I need more good to balance that out not that I'm ever upset about it but I think more often I'm like oh that sucks it's Mm -hmm. so sad she's Mm -hmm. not sleeping enough but Mm -hmm. yeah um I don't know I think I mean I'll whatever I'll just limit this to a certain amount but like obviously I think I talked about it on the other episode that like uh, as an older single woman who you know, at some point I thought that having kids was going to be a little closer in my horizon. It's something I'd love to do some days, but having Clem in my life has been an amazing privilege because mm-hmm. I'm very interested in a way that like kids grow up and, and develop and things like that. I, I, I really mm-hmm. care about her. And I think it's probably to the extent that I over-involve myself in it and have to pull <laughs> myself back. And I, I appreciate that Megan have had a lot of grace with that, that I just want to be involved so much to the point that like, sometimes I'll just like make her homemade <laughs> food and like put it in the fridge and just, cause I just care about her so much. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think that's like really an incredible opportunity mm-hmm. to have with her and to be involved in those things. Like mm-hmm. even today I took her out and, um, we, I, I, I don't know if she's learned this from anyone else, but we talked a lot about her shadow mm-hmm. and just like trying to explain the concept of a shadow and acknowledging it and looking at all the different things that have shadows and things like that. And just watching her brain grow just feels like that's mm-hmm. such an intimate mm-hmm. setting mm-hmm. you can enter into with a kid. And I, mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, it's, it's incredible to be a part of those things, not just like the change her diaper and she goes mm-hmm. to bed and things like yeah. that, but it, it's not like we're, babysitting her no, in that way like she she's knows still us. a member of our family yeah. and like the oh, same yeah, way that we we're not just babysitters yeah. she like knows our names she knows who we are she knows, she knows what we do for work, work. yeah she does <laughs> hand, elaborate hand signals yeah <laughs> but also like before we had a kid yeah i didn't get to see that up close yeah like development exactly. i get my friends had kids but that's mm-hmm. still you know maybe once a week mm-hmm. if they're mm-hmm. good friends you might mm-hmm. see their kids yeah mm-hmm. but you guys see clem you know just about that's every single every day, day. Yeah. and that's such a different level mm-hmm. of engagement of yeah. like watching Absolutely. them develop and grow mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool because uh like speaking of development and growth like if you have nieces or nephews that's one thing like if you don't see them every single day then these like growth things happen in leaps and bounds 
Um, and then the next time you see them, which could be like three months away or half a year away or just every like major holiday when you get together with your family and you see like these developments that happen and you're not really sure when and where they happen, mm. but like living life as like being a front row seat to a kid's development is really, really interesting because you can kind of look and say like, oh, I can see she's picking up these things or those things. Like when she started learning colors like mm-hmm. and naming mm-hmm. colors, like she still doesn't know all of them, but mm-hmm. when she had them like locked down, then it was so cool and we could mm-hmm. see like her brain just like latching onto certain pieces of information. Mm-hmm. It's also really funny that Clem picks up different like habits or quirks from different people in the house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, like, naturally she has some from her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes, like, her, her space is neat and tidy. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't like anything on her food tray. So if there's, like, little bits of stuff, she'll go through and, like, pick up all the little bits of stuff and, like, put them on your, like, in your hand. And I'm not going yeah. to attribute that to either one of her parents. But, <laughs> you know, me for those who know, they know, <laughs> yeah. right? Hey, I, don't like I don't like mess. Yeah. I don't like my countertops clean. That's true. Yeah. She has funny just little quirks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as for living, like, front row seat to baby life, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, yeah, people who are listening feel about kids or having kids or anything like that. Like, whether you do or you don't, feel mm-hmm. like kids are for you, I think it's important to have, um, yeah, to have mm-hmm. somebody who's living close to you or next to you or whatever mm-hmm. um, who has a kid and that you can see, like, the challenges of raising a kid. Because, honestly, like, I didn't like kids until I realized, like, the challenge that it is for parents in raising a good mm-hmm. kid mm-hmm. Um, and, like, how like how lovely and how amazing that bond is between mm-hmm. parent and child. And to be, like... To be living in the every single day of that is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, as for like waking up at 3 a.m., like you spent $12 on a pair of earplugs or like a box of earplugs. <laughs> and there's like 28 in a pack or something like that. <laughs> you can download white noise apps. Oh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So like all of the things that Clem does to like you know, build her bedtime routine. Like we have our own things that we need to build a bedtime routine. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Adults, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate so. you guys saying things like this is a lot of times we say in the house, this is what comes with living with a baby. Exactly. And, totally. and I can yeah. see for you guys that the good outweighs the bad. And mm-hmm. I, Definitely. I don't at the end of the day feel Mm-hmm. bad about like that yeah. is just life with a baby but yeah mm-hmm. but it's pretty wild that the three of you live with a toddler full well, time like yeah. As, yeah. as much as meg and i have lived with a kid yeah you as bear and ben especially stuff yeah. you moved in a little bit later but yeah. you guys yeah. have lived with clem as long as we've lived with clem mm-hmm. and we see mm-hmm. her a little yeah. bit more in a, a day like more. especially meg who's home with her every day. Yeah. <laughs> but like you yeah. guys see her yeah. a yep. lot yeah and you've been there for a long time and that's yeah that's Kind of weird. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's special. It's like, really that's cool really when though. parents talk about like, oh, I barely remember when my kid was like, you know, four weeks old and we're looking at pictures of Clem when she was a newborn. Yeah. And it's really cool to think that like in the way that I can barely remember that, like mm-hmm. you guys barely remember that too. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. this like yeah. special thing and... And all I feel the like so many things her, I like, say are things that a mom would say, where it's mm-hmm. just like she's growing so fast. Oh, well, when she was six <laughs> weeks old, she was doing this and oh, we got a visitor. Like that. Hi, Eric. Eric from Sheepdog Studios just yeah. about walked right. Okay. Never, he's shaking his head no. Yeah. And he's not there anymore. He's okay. gone. He's left. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. you were saying. Mary. Oh, no, yeah. I interrupted Meg to just say that, like, we all start doing 
parent, we all start saying parenty type things. Yeah. Just yeah. Cause like, of seeing when we, when we start, when somebody starts pulling out the videos of Clem, then we all pull out the videos of oh, Clem yeah. and then it's like yeah. five people sitting around a table laughing yeah. about like an inside joke Oh, totally. or like yeah. five people like reminiscing about mm-hmm. the first time that she was crawling yeah. in her little naked yeah. baby butt. Like, oh, so yeah, what is, like, what does that so teach cute. you guys that you feel like you wouldn't have learned living in a house with singles. Yeah. Like, do you feel like that affects your day-to-day life yeah. in significant ways? I think the amount of, of, I think the amount of grace that you watch and you are involved in and you experience and you give mm-hmm. shifts so much. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we watch the way that you guys are gracious with Clem. We watch the way that you guys are gracious with each other about things about Clem. We watch mm-hmm. the way that you're gracious with us about things. Like mm-hmm. if we do a misstep or, you know, if you want to make a cultural shift, we are participate in the grace that's extended all through or towards that. And, mm-hmm. and when there's like hard moments or things that are more challenging, like, and you guys ask for grace or we ask for grace or things like that. I just feel like that's, we're just so, I feel like there's so much more patience involved in the whole situation because just anyone who has a toddler or knows a toddler or has seen a toddler screaming in a grocery store knows that toddlers require a little bit more patience about mm-hmm, things and mm-hmm. just slows things down. And you just learn that that happens and you just have grace with that. And yeah. I think that's something that um, before living with Clem, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have experienced to the same mm-hmm. capacity. Whereas mm-hmm. just when, yeah. especially with people with young kids, Whenever my friends, you know, you just learn to give people an out when it's like, oh, totally. you mm-hmm. know, things might be a little bit crazy. Things yeah, might move a little like, bit yeah. later. Timelines like, baby are a might... little bit fluid. Yeah. yeah. We just mm-hmm. kind of work with it. And mm-hmm. I think that's like, um, like, even though there's some things about Clem where there's like no chill, she's kind of chilled us all out because you mm-hmm. just can't lock things down in the same way. You can't have the exact yeah. same expectations. Yeah. She just blurs the boundaries sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like living with her and having that in mind has like just radically shifted, like sort of been a paradigm shift where just like my expectations of people in general and like the things that I choose to get frustrated about or like the things that I choose to get embarrassed about kind of like mm-hmm. it's like it just changes when you have a little person around. And like I also think that it's like kind of with what we were talking about a minute ago, living with um, Clem has been amazing because like, yeah, also as a single person living um, and thinking about like, I don't know, like to tie some of my thoughts and I think ageism is an issue in the culture that we don't think about a Mm. ton. And like just spending time with a smaller human being is like, she's not just cute and says funny things. Like she's an enriching person to be around. And Mm. like, she's getting old enough that like I have a relationship with her and it Mm -hmm. makes my life much better. Um, She can't do a whole ton. She's not the smartest person in the world yet, (laughs) but that doesn't matter. She's still, one of my favorite people. And like, I think in a lot of ways, um, it's easy to be really intimidated by things like parenthood and things like that chapter of adulthood. And, um, I grew up in like a really, like a, like a middle-class family, very nuclear traditional roles that my parents were in. And I think I was always intimidated like, well, if I can't grow up and have a family and parent my kids, like the way that I had it, Mm. like I had, I was really well cared for and I had all these really kind of you know, my childhood was set up in a certain way. I'm like, if I can't give my kid that, then I, I would be a bad parent. And like being able to s- live inside of like a very untraditional to my experience parenting setup and be able to see how you guys do it in like, like the everyday, not just the version you present to me, but like to see it and to live alongside it um, has been very freeing and has been kind of made my expectations clear about what it could be to be a parent um, and just what it is to 
to be around someone who's smaller than you and needs different things from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think like it has absolutely elasticized my, my patience and my grace and my understanding of those things where like the things that I used to get mad at people for, I look back and I'm just like, well, everyone's just a large baby, so they're going to be late or like <laughs> things like that where it's just like, yeah, you just change your expectations of people mm-hmm. around a whole lot more. I think what you were saying is interesting about seeing like up close parenting because really the only experience most of us have of parenting is our parents, Mm -hmm. right? Like maybe you've got friends who have kids and you might be around them a little bit, but unless you're around them a fair amount, you just don't see what parenting looks like day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And I could definitely see like people that we were closer with and we got to watch their kids grow up. Like that taught us a lot. It's like, oh, there's not just one way to raise a child. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we now know people around us who are doing this in different life stages. Mm to kind of expand that idea of what parenting can be. Because I think it can be quite scary if you're like, parenting is how I was parented. And if if I can't can't emulate that, that, like if I don't have my kid, yeah, then (laughs) then we're all in trouble. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the, and the ageism thing that you mentioned as Mm -hmm. well. Um, There's this great line, uh, I think it was David Fitch who, Mm -hmm. who wrote, writes about like living in God's kingdom, like Mm -hmm. living in, in a way that is kind of rich and alive and full Mm -hmm. says that, we learn about God from kids mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that everyone has to have kids, mm-hmm. but that everyone should have kids in their life. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's softened all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not like a, like, um, sing kumbaya to each other or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> but like, I feel like the whole vibe in our house is like far less, um, maybe neurotic or chaotic or anything mm. like that. Like mm. despite how sometimes it feels or how it looks sometimes when there's toys and books and stuff yeah. strewn everywhere. But like the fact that we have a circadian rhythm as a house yes. where it's like, okay, we have to be quiet at this time. Like, yeah. We yeah. like, right. we are respecting this time and yeah. we're going to mm-hmm. like be quiet and do quiet things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And, and I, th- I remember I like our said, orbit shifted. I think you said this in a yeah. comic once, yeah. but after Clem showed up, it was like we all started orbiting around yeah. home more because yeah. we just yes. wanted to be around her. It's like we're Absolutely. also very independent still. We have very different lives, each of us personally, yeah. but like in our individual lists of priorities, things shifted a little bit so that like home and our yeah. home base mm-hmm. Like we have a more cohesive collective idea mm. of that. We're mm-hmm. not just kind of like ships in the night, which like you totally mm-hmm. can be when you live with a lot of people, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because we want to preserve like our nest and our mm-hmm. little, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, our little world at home. Yeah, and I think some of my favorite times with Clem are those like down times where we're mm. all just chilling in the living room and oh, yeah. and she's sort and she's of in the middle and she's around. walking yeah. around, entertaining and us. She's oh, tickling yeah. people's feet and mm-hmm. giving us toys and Doesn't it's just so stuff. nice. Or dinner yeah. in the backyard when it like oh, goes yeah. a little long and she's yeah. running around in oh, just yeah. a diaper and, and there yeah. are things like people will say like oh Clem is so social I'm like well she lives with five adults yes. yeah you know like there's funny like things about like she'll entertain everybody she'll walk around like flopping her head like I feel like if it's just you and your toddler you do a lot of the baby speak thing and you have to be really exaggerated for your kid to understand you which is like yeah but she just on the regular watches grown-ups communicate with each other without really involving her in it like it's not like she's the center of the household so she sees things she mimics things she picks up things like body language and stuff just quicker because like it is what's normal to her yeah Yeah. she's just so much and whenever we've dropped her off at daycare or like with people she's so quick to like trust adults like she's not which could backfire someday Mm. no Uh, no 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 (laughs) like she's she's she goes to daycare and she's just she's not, happy to she's see not people. She's scared of people. No, and, and our neighbors, she's happy yeah. to see them. And I think so much of that is indebted to like, yeah, being a part of a church community where she's around a yeah. lot of adults. Yeah. 
um, at least once a week. But I think mostly being in a house where she's just seeing adults all the time mm-hmm. yes. and the interaction that we have with our friends who come into the house. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. She's just quite comfortable with yeah. Bigger people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can yeah, see it now, it even the point where, like, Megan and I will sometimes be talking in the kitchen and she'll just start, like, she, trying, she, she wants to join in. part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or we'll yeah. say something and she'll kind of, like, her brain will remember and, like, trigger something else and she'll, like, mm-hmm. talk about that too. Mm-hmm. So, what what are some of the, let's say, more challenging things that yeah. have come with having yeah. a kid in the house? Yeah. yeah. And maybe those challenges have, are, like, the mm-hmm. shadow of something that's good, but I'd be curious totally. to hear kind of, you know, for you guys that don't have kids, this is like the stage in your life. You don't have kids. You yeah. could go do anything. And now yeah. you're kind of tied into a house with kids. Um, yeah. Or Meg, for you, I'd love to hear mm-hmm. what are the challenges that you found as a mom, mm-hmm. you know, with other people in the house. And we're all yeah. gracious with each other. So mm-hmm. we'll be nice. I can start with that. Yeah. There's definitely been like a, like I said, the benefits do outweigh. And it's been a really supportive environment to raise a baby. Um, but there's definitely things that are tricky. Um, I think that like Mara was saying, there's no like pretending when you live with people. So Mm -hmm. like you think about like parent culture on social media is like a lot of like opinions and people putting out like different parenting styles and things like that. Mm -hmm. But when you live together, it's just like, here's me being a parent. And it's like the most honest portrayal because I don't have the time or energy to try to like portray something Mm -hmm. different to you. And so that's been a really vulnerable experience for me because there's days where I'm really tired or like I'm really sad or Mm -hmm. I don't have enough energy to like be what I would consider a good mom or Mm -hmm. things like that. And so it's been such a learning curve for me to like, instead of trying to push through that and be like, I got this, I don't need anybody's help. I'm going to like make sure everyone knows I'm a good mom. Like that's what first kind of like rises up in me. Mm -hmm. And it's been such a learning curve for me to be like, Oh wait, like, these people are my family and like they love me and they love Clem and like I can actually just like let her hang out with Mm -hmm. them and go upstairs and like have a hot shower and Mm -hmm. just like chill Mm -hmm. and no one's gonna think I'm like a failure. I totally understand that. I remember like one day maybe a couple months ago where I was just like at my wits end I'd been with her for a long time and I was so tired and one of you guys came in and you were like Hey Clem, like let's read a book with and this sat like down renewed and like, energy. And they're just I know. like, ooh, what does the orange say? And then they're like, let's go get you something to eat. And I'm just like, oh come on, like, <laughs> like what? Yeah. Oh yeah, like look at you, super housey, you know, like just <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like that's my initial reaction. That's, that's the like mm-hmm. the, the old devil in totally. me is just this like, oh yeah, and you think I'm a shitty parent because <laughs> look at you with my kid. Mm. And then I'm like. They aren't thinking that like, like Ben's not like, I'm going to read this book so good. She's going to know that Dada sucks. You know, like, I feel like I can sense that sometimes if you guys have had a long day and we come in, we're like, hey, Clem. And she suddenly lights up and is so excited and animated. You're like, well, what are we? Chop liver? Yeah, Yeah, it's the classic like wife and like the husband comes in after work and she's like, well, well, yeah, fun dad. You know, it's like fun houses. Exactly. Yeah. And and I know we're not tired at all. We have eight hours. That's such a, yeah, that's such a like. A thing, yeah. I think, on the parenting end, like if mm. you live with people or you're thinking about living with people and you have kids, is that 
you've got to really believe that the people you live with want the best for you and for your kid and that yeah. there's no yeah. competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's simply like yeah. everyone bringing what they can mm-hmm. because it makes Clem's life better mm-hmm. when she's not stuck with like yeah. a grumpy, tired dad. Mm-hmm. She's actually happier. And then and we're she, happier too when yeah. we can just like take a little break. Yeah, yeah. and she knows I'm dad. Yeah. Right? Like sometimes I'll be I'm like, oh, well, does she yeah. think that like, yeah, you guys are like. I'm your dad now. But it's like, yeah. no, I'm dad and they're houses and those are both very special things, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not in competition with each mm-hmm. other. And also like Clem a hundred percent loves you guys the most. <laughs> yeah. Like, no like she loves us, but you guys, you guys like, are mom She undeniably like, loves Meg the most. We can <laughs> definitely say that. I'm, yeah. I'm being gracious, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But Meg and I are one flesh, another, so yeah, she yeah. she's adores me. Another thing I find hard is like as a new parent, and I yeah. it will probably be a little different the second time around yeah. with our next kid, but like with Clem, everything for me is a learning curve. And I think people think like when you have a kid, it all just comes naturally, but really like yeah. you're literally just faking it and like making it up as you go. Oh and so um <laughs> How like do people do it. I know. You're so just and like I don't like know. Like I said, some things have come easy. Like Clem was like good at breastfeeding and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but like you know, she's a picky eater and that's been challenging or like, you know, we did sleep training and like mm-hmm. that was challenging. And it's not like you switch, like you flip a switch and you're like, I know how to do this. It's like, mm-hmm. we had no idea what mm-hmm. we were doing. And yeah. like, we still in a lot of ways have no idea. Or like mm-hmm. one day Ben was like, so like, what do you guys, what's your, what's your opinion on like swearing or like not swearing around Clem? And I'm in my head, I'm like, I should have like a fully formed answer to this question. Right. And, uh, like in reality, I'm like, I don't fucking know. Don't say these words. Yeah, don't say what mom Thanks. said. Also, don't say anything you hear on the music that's blasting in the house. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think that it has been kind of like, um, it's gone pretty smoothly. Like where sometimes we come home and we're like, okay, everybody, there's a new thing we're doing. When yeah. Clem, yeah. made up today. When Clem yeah. eats her food, we don't say this, but we say this other thing, like yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you guys are all like, why? I'm like, I don't really know, but like, we're just going to try it. And yeah. everyone's just on board. Cool. Yeah. And I really appreciate yeah. that. Like you all like might secretly have your own opinions about like, well, if I was a parent, I would do it this way. And I, mm-hmm. if I were you, I would have those thoughts too. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate that. Like I've never heard any of those things yeah. from you because like the vulnerability I feel and like, trying to navigate this in the best way that I know how is like, I can't handle those opinions. Yeah. No, that is so, like, yeah. Parents talk about feeling vulnerable on just yeah. social media and mm-hmm. like yeah. at like parents group. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So it really is, especially yeah. I think for you as the primary caregiver mm-hmm. for Clem, mm-hmm. who's home with her every day, mm-hmm. like it is real vulnerable, mm-hmm. exposing work mm-hmm. to invite yeah. three people yeah. into yeah. your actual day to day life. Yeah. And yeah. I can see even now as you're talking about it, like it's quite emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think like like I just appreciate so much how open you guys are with the whole process. Like if I think about times that have been like challenging with Clem, um like this isn't meant to sound like like I I believe my opinion is obviously not at all worth more than yours, but like I know there's been times where like for example, a few weeks back in the garden, we were like um we were playing in the backyard and like she climbs up and down the cement step all the time. She scrapes her knees up to high heaven and so like there was a time where she like was was sliding off thing and and my impulse was to be like clementine don't do that because i wanted Mm. her to not be hurt and i wanted to like sit her and be like hey look at me please don't do that but then i had to stop and think like no 
Meg and Kev know to let her climb and get scrapes and she's okay. That's how she learns. And like, it's not actually bad if she gets like a scratch on her knee, like Mm -hmm. she's fine. And then I was like, why am I, why is my impulse to tell her to not do something I think is scary? Mm -hmm. I want her to actually be like a fearless little girl who's not afraid of challenges. And also like Mm -hmm. Kevin Meg know how to parent their kids. Sometimes I have to stop myself, which like with like what I think is better for her in the Mm -hmm. moment. But then I'm like, Mm -hmm. but I think because I have like, if it was, if I was like, at a park and someone else's kid was doing something dumb, I'd be like, hey, don't do that. But like mm-hmm. when I see you guys and I see how thoughtful you are with like at really every aspect of taking care of her, it's like, oh, like I trust them obviously. And it's like, I'm invested in Clem's life because I love her, but like she could not have two greater parents than like Kevin and Meg. They're mm-hmm. absolutely incredible with and her. And I know that you, if she was actually in harm, yeah. it would be cool for you to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just yeah. like in the moment where it's like, I want to teach her not to do that thing. It's like, no, that's not, that's actually my mm-hmm. place to teach her that. And like, maybe she's already learning something from Kevin and Meg that's more important than like what I could give her in this context yeah. and scenario. I think like back to that expectations talk, yeah. like within this, like you're, you're, you guys are giving really good advice to mm-hmm. housemates about that. And yeah like if you live with people who have a kid that mm-hmm. kind of like taking a step back, being mm-hmm. really involved, but taking a step back from the parenting impulse. Mm-hmm. And you guys have heard before say like Steph, you make food for Clem and you'd be like, Hey, is it okay if I make food that mm-hmm. has this ingredient in yeah. it? Or, you know, mm-hmm. do you mind if I offer her this snack or whatever yeah. it is? And that extra level of caution, I think makes it much easier to be mm-hmm. vulnerable as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you guys are often cool to just go with things. Like mm-hmm. I remember for a while it was like, Hey, Clem's not eating well. Would you guys mind just like not really paying attention to her when she's eating or even like not being in the kitchen yeah. so that it's mm-hmm. not as busy? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I would be kind of ticked if somebody mm-hmm. said that's like, I'm mm-hmm. in the kitchen because I have things to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that you guys would be like, yeah, that's okay. I understand mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. that like, I think it is back to that lowering expectations mm-hmm. of like, we can just kind of share things and we're all going to make space for it. And we're not mm-hmm. going to expect that we always have like access to all the same spaces or that we're always going to be able to figure this out. Like we're just going to kind of, set our expectations low enough to say, you know, okay, we don't know if this will work, but mm-hmm. for a week, can mm-hmm. you guys, can we not give her any feedback mm-hmm. when she's eating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you guys just roll with that. And like, mm-hmm. I also appreciate that there hasn't been like many times where it's like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Cause it's like, uh, I've just thought of all the things that I yeah, can do and this is right. what works for us. So like, mm-hmm. will you show us some of the, th- like I see some of the comments that like Facebook moms leave on each other's thread. I'm like the last thing they need is more like unsolicited yeah. advice. Mm-hmm. I hate unsolicited think, yeah. advice just for me, for my life. I can't imagine someone giving it to me for like my kid. I think, I think it's like, like hard. um, like I remember one time, like, I asked you about like toilet training, like what you mm. thought about it. And I, I, I think it was like, just like, for me, it was a thing where I was like thinking about it. Like I was like, Oh, how do like, I had a friend who was talking about their kids starting toilet training and I was just curious, but I think it was like one of those things where I think you had said something like, we're not there yet or we're not thinking about it. And at first I was like, Oh no, I offended Meg. And then I was kind of like, Oh, you know, like it's coming from, I knew from, for me, it was coming from a perspective of genuine curiosity, but it was good for me to just think like, maybe you did just don't need to ask that. Like, <laughs> and I think that's like yeah. um, one thing that's, I find really big in navigating stuff is actually the word helpful for mm-hmm. me is just mm-hmm. naming that. And I think that there's times where Meg said like, this is helpful or this is not helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a shift for me is mm-hmm. like, I'll, or even I feel like I'll try now to use that language when asking questions like, is this helpful or is this not helpful mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and I think one of, when you were talking, going back to what you were talking about, like, the negative things. You know, I feel like sometimes the hardest thing for me is not knowing if me doing something is going to be well received mm. or if it's going to be like detrimental. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like 
um, if there's any advice out there to parents, like not just housemates, but parents who are thinking about having housemates with it, it's actually mm-hmm. very helpful if you lay down those expectations and mm-hmm. say those kinds of things. Like when, mm-hmm. when, when Meg says things like that's helpful or that's not helpful, I'm like, that's, that's actually so helpful for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like for me to know what I can do and mm-hmm. what I can't do and where things are. I'm always worried about overstepping or mm-hmm. understepping or like, you know, I'm worried that some days Meg will feel overwhelmed and mm-hmm. I won't be in the, I'll just like walk past and not notice and mm-hmm. like be able to help her or, yeah. or things like that. Or, or Meg will have a tired day and I'll walk in and be like, Oh, I had such a bad day. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's good to know, like just where people are at and, and what's helpful and what's not mm-hmm. helpful to have those things just like kind of laid out and communicated, which is like, goes back to everything we talked about expectations, which but it's the other name for this podcast, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. realistic expectations. But I just yeah. think, I think that's it is like uh, going back into it. If you, if you have figured out how to establish expectations, it becomes very easy because you just kind of have to, you just have to know yeah. where things mm-hmm. are, because if those things aren't defined, you're kind of feeling in limbo. Mm-hmm. And with a kid, like that's there's got to be nothing worse than being a parent and having someone else step in and do mm-hmm. some parenting role thing that's not in line with what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does just create a whole new space. There's like kitchen and food prep and mm-hmm. like cleaning and all these things that come with a mm-hmm. like being an even if we joke about being an unintentional community, it's like we just want to survive in a house together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like a kid is a whole other variable, mm-hmm. which does create a lot of chances for like good connection, but also a lot of chances for minor annoyances. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so I I mean every time I leave with Clem and I realize she's just destroyed the main floor. Mm-hmm. Like I remember people saying, like, oh, like, what's your night routine? I'm like, I just I don't put Clementine to bed. I just survive her until mm-hmm. bedtime. Like <laughs> there was a while where it was just like survival when she yeah. was uh, just crawling. Right. And then I'd get downstairs and it was just like, oh my gosh, the entire main right. floor Right. Now been I destroyed. need to spend the next hour just cleaning <laughs> yeah. up the... Yeah. And like while I'm upstairs, I hear someone come in and you're just like, oh my gosh, they walked into the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also like... I would walk in the house and I slam the doors and I know that like Mare and I are the door slammers of our household because we are just people in a hurry and we have both woken. <laughs> Number one pet peeve over here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But it, like, like, the amount of like friendly oh. texts I've gotten like within a minute of walking in the door and being like, hey guys, it's <laughs> down. I'm like, like little smiley emoji. I'm like, this is just for me. You don't have to text the whole house. I yeah, know it's when just When the door is me. opening, like somebody runs to the hallway and stands hands out. Hi. As soon as <laughs> someone immediately yeah, yeah. comes in to line of sight and is whispering, it's like, but she has woken up from naps because I yeah. have slammed. I'll mm-hmm. take the blame for this yep. one. Uh, Never mare, but no, like I, because of, of door slamming <laughs> right. and that throws off your life right. a lot. So it's like, if you don't have a way to mm-hmm. constantly communicate, yeah. which yeah. is, I think why like texting and group chats are really helpful. WhatsApp mm-hmm. saves the day. WhatsApp I also think like in tool. all of this, I think it's important too. like something that I've been aware of is it sounds the way that we're laying it up sounds like the whole house revolves around Clem and like we would joke that that's true but at the, the same time way. like I do try to be very aware as a mom like mm-hmm. if you, like if when you live in community someone comes in and they're having a really bad day you can tell yeah. and you can tell if someone just needs to be alone mm-hmm. and so there's definitely been times where someone comes home and they're just not even up for like navigating a toddler mm-hmm. and so sometimes it's like Clem and I are just gonna go for a walk because mm-hmm. like this person needs a yeah. quiet yeah. non-chaotic house yeah. and so so that's the thing that I try to be aware of as a parent mm-hmm. and also like trying to um, like not assume that like 
because Clem loves you guys and she'll want you to read her a book and all mm. this stuff. But like sometimes you're not going to want to do that. And so I try to like be aware of those mm. kinds of things. When too. they're in the kitchen prepping food and Clem's like at your ankles. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the time where yeah, I'm like. Yeah, that's when I'm like, she's not your kid. Annoyed. Yeah. Like, at this point, it's not cute anymore. It's yeah. not his kid. He's just trying to cook. Yeah. And she's like, Clem, I love you, like, but I'm going to step on you. And yeah. I, you know, I think that's good for her too because kids like. It's one thing when you're two, but it gets another thing when you're four or five and you're like, get this freaking kid away from me. So I think it's good for her to learn. Like sometimes people need their space. And so we're just going to roll out for a little bit. Yeah. And she's picking up on those lessons. I think so. Yeah. I think it says to her, like, we respect you enough to say, like, you're not allowed to be Mm -hmm. in the kitchen bothering Ben. Or or like little things, like one of her favorite things is to like eat other people's food. And Mm -hmm. you guys are really good sports about like sharing your food with her. Mm -hmm. But then also you don't need to share your food with her. Right. Half your porridge. I actually really appreciate when you're like, sorry, Clem. (laughs) <laughs> this is mine yeah. yeah yeah i feel like i have a like, two bite limit with her well yeah. she'll be like i'll be like sure i can share if you say please or whatever and then i'll be like okay you're done thank yeah. you <laughs> put like down. more you're like sorry kid like, sorry that's all <laughs> like you try to tell her before you sit down you'll be like one bite and then you're all, all done. done and yeah. she'll be like okay and she won't get it but she doesn't ever fall apart just because <laughs> because no one can see yeah. what just happened mare just did the baby hand sign oh, for yeah, all yeah. done yeah. Yeah. She said all yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 we should do some like guided illustrations of like what the actual sign languages versus like how clem interprets it we yeah, tried yeah, to yeah, we taught her like more all done like water food mm-hmm. like we taught her a few things and yeah. she has her own spin on them all going back to what steph said about helpful mm-hmm. versus not helpful mm-hmm. um i think that that's like a like i feel like i could write like a uh, a guide for housemates on like what's helpful for moms. Oh, I would yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give us a couple had, right now. I had now. a Give friend who, who was a, who's a mom and I, I saw her in a coffee shop and she was talking about how overwhelmed she was and I knew that she lived with a whole bunch of roommates so I went home mm. and I probably overstepped right here but I sent all I of her housemates this. a message and I was like, hey guys, I'm just going to give you some tips. And I told them all the things that I find helpful about housemates yeah. and all the ways... What that, were a couple of them? Share so, a couple... One of them is when mom gets home and she's got a baby and a stroller and an armful of groceries. Take the baby. Take the baby. Let her (laughs) unload all her stuff, put the groceries away, Mm -hmm. fold up the stroller, put her purse down, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then you can hand the baby back. Game yeah. changer. If Game you changer. Five ever want to benefit to, yeah. from parents with a car seat and a car, learn how to buckle the car seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's, it's such, such a, a dream. It's such a small thing, but then when you're like, I got it, I'm like, you got you're you're gonna do the buckle. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. I'll just take the five bags to the car. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. One thing, it's a little bit more of a um, bigger thing, but. Sometimes Steph does this where, like, the if you guys want to sleep in, if you were even to do this, like, once every six months. Oh, my months, gosh, it's the yeah. greatest thing To take that's the baby, happened. give the kid breakfast, and then the mom comes down, and I'm like, she, she already ate? She, she has a clean diaper? I'm like, mm. what is this day? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's like a vacation for a mom. <laughs> and a yeah. dad, but, like, especially a mom. Oh, it, yeah. is, it becomes a game for especially me, honestly. Especially the primary like, caretaker. Mm, right, yeah. right. It becomes a game for me, like, how much food can I get Clem to eat while I have her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, and I'm just like, oh, she's the whole time like she's gonna sleep so well she's gonna have such a big poop yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'd say like one thing that you guys do which i really appreciate is like I'm going to get groceries, and it's really not that much harder with Clem or without Clem. It's, it's actually so substantially easier. It's easier because you can put so much in the stroller. Yeah, like fun. I'm annoyed any time so I have to get groceries there. without Clem. But like yeah. I've gotten in with I her before. I had to buy a grocery like, cart because I didn't get to take the stroller. <laughs> you just have like to deal with all the uh, older folks that want to like tell you that your baby is a spitting image of you, even yeah. though you're oh, not the parent. So you know, my favorite is whenever I'm I tell them I'm not their parent. I've gotten like more than once people be like, your son has got your eyes. And I'm like, in the moment, I'm just like, 
thank you so much. I'm like, not going to fight it. I'm like, yeah, this is my son yeah, now. Exactly. Like so yeah. if you were to say like, that. oh, I'm actually not their parent. Like it's like the other person's like, opening of, where did you to, get that baby? The like, well, her mom is, well, we're not, well, okay. So some I, of us are gay. So okay. the way the house works, there's six of us. It's like not even gonna, it's like yeah. this person's like, who are you? Steph, can you tell the LCBO story? Oh my gosh. I love so, so, this so story. So I don't know. I don't know if we have time, but we can. Oh, we got time. We got time. Oh, we can make it work. So anyways, I, there was just a day where, um, I was going to the um, the LCBO and I took Clem because it's like I said, it's so much easier to do literally anything. Just where you buy with her in the stroller. She's American just so friends. happy in the yes. stroller and mm-hmm. she says hi to everybody. It's and got she's got so fun in Jackson Square things. in the weird mall in our town. It's like a carnival of yeah. people. And so it's so fun to watch her interact. It's like um, if anyone's mm-hmm. in the states, the LCBO is our liquor store. Um, so you have to go to There's one specific one. store to get anything that is alcohol, basically. It's the one and, thing I'd change about Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyways, I just I went with a stroller, and and I, you know, in general, it's so annoying that I tend to send out a text that's like, "Does anyone need anything while I'm there?" And I think Meg had asked for um, a box of wine, which is just to be clear, not a regular thing that Meg asked for. <laughs> hey, mom, life. Hey, my, my box of wine is running I low. I wish Meg would become a wine mom. That I'm would like, be so I asked funny for, that. for you. Yeah. That's so funny. It we was had probably a, we like, we were doing like a sangria where we would always have a box of like wine. Midwinter, we were like, let's yeah. always yeah. have a box of wine. Bang. But I remember Survival. specifically because if it's a red box of wine, it's for Kevin. If it's white, it's for Meg. So we must have been doing a sangria or yes, something okay. like that. That's not, just to set that up, that's not a normal thing we get. This is an important detail to the story. But... Anyway, so and I, while I was there, I picked up a couple ciders for myself, and um, I had Clem and I were in the checkout line, and the lady says like, "Oh, you know, box of wine for Mama and a couple of beers for Dad." And I, I was just, I was just done at this point with all these people's <laughs> comments. So I just looked her straight in the eye and said. Uh, actually, the wine's for other mama, the beer's for me. And I gave her a sweet wink and rolled right back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just, I don't know. Sometimes just it just, we're, we're already, like, people not guessing. in what people would consider to be the normal family my dynamic situation. Like, so I just like to turn it on its head All of us have had, all of us have had an occasion where we're out watching, walking Clem in the stroll and someone's been like, your kid's so cute. And, like, we live right downtown. We live in this kind of concentrated <laughs> neighborhood. So, like, there's a few people in our neighborhood who I know, who I know are, like, who is her actual yeah, mom? Yeah, like the lady like at the sure. condo the across the street. She no, there's got to be a so set of questions. twins because there's a little boy and a little girl, but they look the same and they've got. Oh, her and then eyes, and then when we like, took our promo photo shoot oh for this goodness. for this podcast, and there's all of us walking through the mall in all like in in denim and black so turtlenecks and a baby in the same, and all drinking all, Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> friggin' lost pandemonium in uh, Jackson no, Square. No, no, I feel like everyone was finally like, oh. It's they're a cult. cult. They're yeah. a cult. We got it. It's like, a cult. I knew there was something about yeah. them. I knew they all knew each other. Yeah. That's why. We're like, we're a good witness in our neighborhood. They're like, they're a cult that lives in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'd like to um, other things that are yeah, practically more helpful. Practical. Yeah. Um, one thing I find is like, of course, about expectations, but like, um, if somebody says that they can watch Clem, so like, let's say Ben has a day off and he's like, hey, I'd love to hang out with Clem tomorrow. One thing I can highly recommend is like don't make it this vague thing where you like mm. kind of want to hang out yeah. with Clem. It's, it's like, like I nine need to, to know eleven thirty, yes. and mm-hmm. at eleven thirty she is out of my hands. Yes. Whatever I, happens, I need yeah. to know exactly when your watching Clem is yeah. starting and ending, mm-hmm. and I need you to be home before her nap. And I need to know if you said nine thirty that at nine thirty I'm off the clock. Yeah. <laughs> and so just because once somebody offers to watch your kid, you basically plan your whole day around. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, and there are times where I I don't think it's ever happened. 
in our house, but I know people that have said like, oh, oh I'd love to said, hang out with her tomorrow. And then it, tomorrow comes. And, and then you don't hear from them. And you're like, oh, I kind of counted on that for they're like, hours oh, to like actually wash I my hair. I decided to go do whatever I want because <laughs> yeah. I don't have a kid and I have right. master of my own fate. And I totally like, no! Yeah. And yeah, I think for a, for a parent, it's just those like that free hour or two can like really turn your day around or, totally. you know, you haven't had a chance to throw your laundry in or yeah. go for a walk or whatever the thing is you want to do. So just... And then one thing even within that is to like, let's say you're going to watch her at 930 to just send me a text at like nine o'clock and be like, hey, just so you know, I'm still good to watch Clem at 930. Mm -hmm. So just like you do your thing and kind of like give me the freedom to go Mm -hmm. because you don't want there to be this like blurry period where like Mm -hmm. you're watching her, but I'm also kind of watching her Mm -hmm. and I'm like, am I good to go? Mm -hmm. Or like, Mm -hmm. are you good? Or you're still in your pajamas. So I don't know if you're like Mm -hmm. ready to watch her. So I just feel like that's like a thing that's like really helpful is to just make sure I know that like you know that you're on the clock. I remember like you guys were like, can you get, can you watch Clem tomorrow night? And I was coming home from work to watch her because you were going to go on a date. And so I'm like, okay, I can't remember quite when they were like, going home but I unlock the door I push it open you're like in your outfit your makeup's on you're like putting your scissors and you're like okay great so she's in bed bye like you're just <laughs> waiting there like come on Mary come on Mary to like fly out the door and go to your thing <laughs> yep that's like great. cool sorry <laughs> bye yeah and uh those are the main things it's just a lot around just like the little things that are helpful. That's and great. one thing that people do too is like, hey, I'm going to here. Do you need anything? Like I'm going mm-hmm. to the grocery store. And like sometimes it's like, oh, I just need like some almond milk for Clem. And totally. like going to the grocery store to get it would be like mm-hmm. our whole morning. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. Um, that's a, another really practical yeah. thing that people could do to help. That's like a household thing that let's like just become part of the vernacular. Like no one ever goes out without asking if someone else needs something. It's like actually. <laughs> it's like we're a little tribe. I'm it's going like, hey, to hunt and gather. Honestly, do you need me? Yes, I did need one thing that mm-hmm. I have to rearrange my day to go get, but if you're already going, it's like the best. Mm-hmm. Well, so especially because we only have one car for the house, and neither. Well, we like, don't even have that got... car. The three of us don't ever use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. We have one car yeah. for the house, and it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we have one car for two people. We have, we, Meg and I have a car. <laughs> yes. But it, it does mean that, like, for us getting anywhere, we have to deal with the kid, but for you guys getting anywhere, you have to deal with transportation. And so it does end up being this cool thing where we can actually kind of get each other's backs. Yeah. If we're going to a place where we could grab something that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah, like sometimes like mm-hmm. like today Meg ran out to get some air to do some errands and I had Clem and then she was like, oh, I'm going all the way to this other place. Do you need anything from there? And I didn't at the time, but I was like, oh, that actually would have been such a like mm-hmm. low key helpful mm-hmm. trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, any insights that you guys, not Meg and I, um, mm-hmm. you housies have for uh, people who live in communities or thinking about living in communities from the perspective of like people who might move into a home with mm-hmm. a kid that's not your kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any sort of like practical insights yeah. or wisdom that you want to share mm-hmm. in the similar manner to how Meg was sharing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just don't have an idea of what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just don't. <laughs> Lower those just, expectations. Just, just, yeah. just, yeah. just show yeah. up and be up for whatever it is. And the, the best part of that is that you're going to be surprised pleasantly surprised because if you don't go in thinking that oh you know it's going to be they're going to be screaming all the time Clem probably wakes up in the middle of the night like once every two weeks Mm -hmm. like like very rarely does she wake us up that's actually not a big issue for us although it's the primary thing why people say like they don't want to live with a kid Mm -hmm. but also like I don't have any expectations of like Clem having a specific relationship with me Mm -hmm. like like I often think that like I'm more like let's get all this stuff done 
with Clem and I love spending time with her, but I don't always think that I'm the most fun housemate. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I'm okay mm-hmm. with the fact that she's not like Steph's our, the silly, goofy housemate. She's mm-hmm. going to climb on Ben and it's okay. So just mm-hmm. not having expectations of what your relationship looks like them, mm-hmm. with them really not wise. having expectations on what like mm-hmm. your day to day is going to look like, how much she's going to affect yeah. or he is going, or they is going to affect your life or not affect your life. Like, mm-hmm just kind of going in and being up for the experience of what it could be. Mm-hmm. And, and also like being aware that like you are a person in the house who, you know, it's not like you're a secondary or like lowest on the totem pole of importance mm. in the house. But at the same time, like there's people dealing with a bigger thing than what you got going on. And so you mm-hmm. just naturally sort of move into an often more supportive role, which mm-hmm. is if you're really not down with that, if you need everything to be like equal shares of the same pie, yeah. maybe just don't do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or, or uh, whatever, make your own yeah. life choice, but just yeah. don't yeah, have expectations good, going into insight. it. Mm-hmm. Don't go yeah. in thinking it's going to look like one thing or the other. And yeah. also like Clem is an angel. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. so, <laughs> period. But oh, also, yeah. she's thanks an, for coming she's, to our episode. She's, Bye. <laughs> she's super, super lovely, and and I don't know why or how we got blessed to live with her. So maybe Aww. what works for us yeah. might not work for you, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm saying like, don't go in hearing this and thinking living with a kid is going to be mm-hmm. exactly the same as it is it was yeah. for us. Right. Yeah. Each kid is different, and their, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. needs are all different, right? And it, yeah. and also kids yeah. that aren't the way Clem. Like, Clem's got her downsides, too. Of course, we can't oh, think about it. Some yeah. people would find Clem completely overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Sure. She's, she's very... She's a crazy person. She's, 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 she's constantly like busy. She doesn't sit She's still. so busy. She doesn't yeah. call she's at loud. all. She's she not screams about everything. Yeah, she doesn't let go of things. <laughs> no. no. Once she's got something in her teeth, she's really like... She gets yeah. fixated. Oh, so there's definitely so fixated. There's definitely things about her that are hard, but... There's also like kids I know that aren't as social as Clem, but mm-hmm. when you have a relationship with them, it's mm. just as special. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just all kids are different, and yeah. all kids are so great, and there's so much you can learn from them. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but also she's better for you guys being. In oh, I thought you were just gonna say she's better. Period. She's better than other <laughs> kids. Better than all all kids. I don't know all your kids, but I know we one. Like, so I'm specifically we trying to say that we think she's better. She's than She's better kid. than every no, kid. No, no, right? no, we no. know that. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. No, like we're very, very biased about Clem. But she's a better person for having you guys around her. Like she really is. I, I don't think. Mm-hmm. We could give her the mm-hmm. life experiences mm-hmm. that she's had yeah. living oh, her little life experiences. It's so really small. <laughs> living with you guys. Good. Like yeah. it, it is unconventional, yeah. but they say that, you know, um, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. Well, she lives in a little village. Yeah. Like she lives in a neighborhood and in communities, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she lives in a house mm-hmm. where she always has other parts of this village. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's no better teacher for her yeah. than these people. And I think also in this we live with people we respect and that we like, you mm-hmm. know? So maybe if you live with people you hate, that's a That'd problem. That'd be so awkward if you like had to kick someone out of the house. Cause you're like, you're just not, you're just a bad influence kid. on like, this I mean, toddler. That, that has probably happened. I'm sure that's happened. I can see that I being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And, and like, I would feel the same, like even yeah. to the extent that if any of us started doing something mm-hmm. bad or like making poor life choices, right. as yeah. not even the parent, I'd be yeah. like, get them away from her. Yeah. Here's a like, question. <laughs> here's a question for you guys as we kind of wrap up. But, but I think an interesting one, like being a parent has forced me to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Like I think not totally. just like, what does Meg think about this or what do my friends think about this, mm-hmm. but what, does, what am I modeling for this kid? Mm-hmm. And not in a fake way, but in a, like, I, sh- I have to be the best version of myself. Yeah. Does that impulse bleed over to you guys as people who live with Clem? Do you feel 
Like not she as calls much, you think, to be a you. better uh, person. No, no one ever tells me what to do. I think <laughs> um, no, I think I am just aware. I think I'm aware when I'm with her. Like, like the thing that changes most when I'm with her is this. Just like I, I have found over the last year or two, wanting to listen to the little voice inside that says like, drop to her level, get mm. to her level, yeah, exactly. go slow, be goofy. Mm. Like if I'm just sitting reading a book and she comes in, like there, it ends up being like I, I end up sitting and kind of like listening to her mm. and letting her kind of dictate like we play with each other we kind of like mimic she'll always like end up like tucking me into yeah. bed like that's like the game <laughs> we play she puts me to bed yeah, and stuff like that on the little night but yeah and to to answer your question before like like if you want to move into if someone with a kid has invited you to live with them or you want to move into a house that has a kid like all parties need to just have their expectations of each other very clear that like it is going to get raw. It is going to like, you're not gonna be able to kind of hide or polish things for your housemate, but like you, you like you don't need to like before I lived with Kevin and Meg, I did live with a family that when I moved in, they had a one-year-old and over the course of my time there, he became a toddler ripping around and they had another baby. Um, and it was hard sometimes because we lived in a house that was like a quarter of the size of our space. Like space does help. Yeah. Honestly, like having your own space. Each of you guys having your own room. Yeah. And like our living space, even like I can be in the kitchen and you guys can be in the front room and like Mm -hmm. it's there's space. Like, so our last house, we were way more on top of each other. Um, but also just understand that like you are living together all as housemates, like, so you do still get to enjoy time with like the parents and stuff. And like the kid goes to bed and at the end of the day, like you have these mm-hmm. other relationships to nurture. Like I think there were times where I felt like I didn't want to interrupt Meg on like her holy mountain of motherhood. But then she'd be like, no, mm-hmm. Kev's watching clown. Like we're watching the bachelor tonight. Like fuck that. Yeah. I wanna just <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we get to hang out and stuff like yeah. that. But um, yeah, just making time to spend with this little person and just realizing, I don't know, like I think it just calls me back to my own childhood so much where it's like, like if you're ever a goofy or weird little kid who ever fed, felt misunderstood, like finding that friend who just like, even if they were bigger than you or old, like like in a, you know, an aunt or someone where they just like made time for you and understood you where you are mm-hmm. and treated you with respect and with full personhood. I'm just like, I just want Clem to know from like the moment she has a grasp of this that like, I think she's a great person. Her thoughts are valuable and valid to me. I like the way that she sees the world. And like, I want her to know that like, like she can't do anything less just because she's small now. Like she is a whole person who's very capable and like, I like the way she thinks. I like the way she sees the world. Like who she is as a person is important to me. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I can only really, I feel like right now at least I can only get communicate that to her when I, when I, try to match her and not make her grow up for me or make her mm. be more behaved right. for me Absolutely. or make her live an adult world. Cause like, she's going to have that. She's going to go to school and she's going to be in all these environments where like you have to tow a party line and you have to kind of act out of your, out of yourself and out of what you know. And that's like the whole story of childhood is like forcing mm. yourself to kind of jump to a standard that you're not quite ready for. And it's like, she'll have that from so many places and that's okay, I guess. But like, I want her to know that like, Clem, you get to be Clem here, and like that's that's why I love you, mm-hmm. and like I want to know her for like I don't know if I'll get to be friends with her for the rest of our lives, but I really want to, and it's like I get to start establishing that now, mm-hmm. like awesome. yeah. I think one of the ways that Clem has made me a better person, just to answer that really quickly, mm-hmm. is a lot of me being aware of like um, practicing what I preach. 
I think a lot. So like, I can't sit there and tell Clem that she should eat her vegetables if I'm like sitting there eating a grilled cheese and pizza. <laughs> and uh, the big, the big one I've noticed the most is for me is like thinking a little bit more about how I talk about my body, mm. um, and just like how I refer to myself and mm-hmm. the way that I talk about things. And I, and I want to Clem to know that like her body is great. Her belly button is great. Her mm. nose is great. Her <laughs> mullet is great. Everything. I love yes. my body. I love my body. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you get a toddler to say that and then you're like, I guess I have to say that too. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I can't say, I can't treat myself poorly or talk poorly about myself and let Clem watch me do yeah. those kinds of things. And so like, huge. I'm sure that's a thing that as a parent you think about a lot more, but it's made me also respect myself in a little bit more. Like even when I'm sitting like there you and treat yourself better Clem's saying like, help, please help, please about something. I'm like, girl, you can do that. And yeah. then so many times I'll be like, Oh, how many times do I ask for help for things where I like, I actually can do these kinds of things or yeah. I complain about having to mm-hmm. do a situation mm-hmm. where I can just do it myself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's just, that's one thing I found about Clem. I, that's I so don't true. want her to pick up on any yeah, of those that's a big one. things oh, that's that great. I'm yeah. sensitive mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> you guys are all looking at me and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to say. Um, so sorry, can we reiterate boo. the question? Like challenges of living with a kid or... Either challenges or ways that it has... We we're kind of have a double right. thread. Challenges right, right. or ways that it's it's pushed you to be uh, a better, healthy ben version of yourself. Ben is such yourself. a cute person with Clem. Ben is one of my favorite people <laughs> Oh, to watch and Clem is so fun. It. Like, uh, I... Mare was saying about getting on their level and like getting on a kid's level is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also makes it more fun for you. Like I think as adults, we, we get, we grow a little bit out of touch with our own imagination and our own Mm -hmm. childhood. And so when you have to get on a kid's level again, like it's actually very challenging. You have to use lateral thinking. You have to see how she's making connections (laughs) and like put them together. You have to, you have to. Her brain works so differently. So (laughs) differently. Like, Like, yeah, like I was saying earlier. You take an x-ray, it's just like a ping pong ball whizzing around. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, her, her brain it's is pong. a game of pong. Just like yeah. firecrackers yeah. going off. Yeah. Where, where it bounces off the walls, but the game keeps playing, mm-hmm. even though you don't have paddles. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, like the detective trying to figure out, like, how is she connecting these things? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. like, she saw Ben with a nose strip on, like, a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Ben had a cold, like, and he had a nose strip. Nose. For a month. She still talks about Ben's nose. Yeah, yeah. And she calls yeah. him Boo, so she goes, Boo! Ha! Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She thinks it's so funny. Um, but going back to that a little bit, like you also have to kind of dwell on the places that they are. So in this book that we referenced earlier, where she only likes the two scary pages, like, and she wants you to read them over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I was the same when I was a kid. There was one book that I liked, and my mm-hmm. mom got so frustrated, but mm-hmm. she would read it every night. Yeah. Um, but like with Clem. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to dwell in those two pages mm-hmm. and, like, make it the most mm-hmm. rich experience. The yeah. adult mm-hmm. part of you wants to be like, no, we read the whole book. Yep, yeah, we're getting start to finish. And mm-hmm. she's like, nope, we're just going to flip to the part I like, and then we're going to bounce that around like, a little okay. bit until I get tired of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in a little bit in that way, uh, that's a little bit what I've learned about myself mm-hmm. from uh, growing up. Or growing up, living mm-hmm. with a kid. Man, I'm so... Well, watching her growing grow up. Growing up with her for two years. Like thinking of Clem and losing my train of thought. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think is really, really interesting um, for anyone who is living with a kid or like living close to young parents is it will change your relationship with your own parents. Mm. Um, and people say this about like having kids for themselves. And I think just like watching a kid grow up and watching like your friends or these people who you're living close to, like watching them figure out parenting. Like I, 
I was in the garden the other day and I was thinking like, oh yeah, like my parents were at that stage too, mm-hmm. just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that like you can hold the, against them or blame them for or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have to like realize like, oh yeah, there was a point in time when they had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> like they were doing right? the best thing. Just trying <laughs> to Absolutely. And like, they were just hacking it. Yeah. And, and they yeah. developed a system that worked for them in the time and place. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't really begrudge them for that because, yeah. like, they were once yeah. carefree and yeah. childless and then they, their lives changed and then yeah. they had to figure all that stuff out. I have so. this, like, image of, like, this possible scenario in the future when Clem's, like, 17 and, like, obviously we all still live in the same neighborhood uh, and she, like, right. runs yeah, over to my live with us, obviously. Yeah, she just <laughs> runs I'm upstairs we're in the attic. <laughs> no, I can just imagine. You know that we're going to buy out Nancy and Arella and we're going to buy out Anne. Oh, and we're yeah, just that whole thing. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Great and we're just going to cut doors in between the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's one yeah. giant house. That'd yeah. be incredible. Monkey bars across the backyard wow. from one to the other. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Okay, what's just your vision? For what's vision? Oh, yeah, your yeah vision. but like I have this vision of 17-year-old Clem still somehow being in my life, and she's just like running over and being like, like Mom and Dad, like, don't understand. Hmm. And she's like, you know, complaining about whatever teenagers complain about. I've never been a teen. Um, but like me being getting to be Mare like, grew yes, fully formed. I hear you. I'm like the cool aunt that you can tell about this, but also like I got to see... They loved you so much. Like, if yeah. you've ever, like, I remember so many times along the way where I forgot that my parents did the things they do because they love me and because mm. they were just trying their best. Yeah. Mm. You lose perspective when you're in that family. But to be able to be like, I was a witness to like all of these steps and like yeah. I affirm their choices that they did for you, but also like I saw you in that experience and like you just have to know that like we're like this like choir of witnesses around this family being like, they love you so much. And like, mm. if you ever forget that, like mm. literally we're here to back it up and tell you, we love you. And we know that like mm. all of this was for your good. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah. I just wonder if that's like a thing that would ever happen, but I just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I love that. And I mean, I think <laughs> there's so much more we could say, totally. um, but yeah. that's probably enough for now. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, this, it's such a joy to raise this kid with you guys in her mm-hmm. life. Like mm-hmm. it's been one of the most unexpected surprises of having a kid is getting to know each of you yeah. as somebody who loves this kid and through her eyes, like getting to see what she sees in each of you. And I'm so grateful that you're our housies Mm -hmm. and uh, you make Megan's life so much better. You're such good housies to her and (laughs) you do, you make all of our lives so much better and you take such good care of her. Mm -hmm. And like, I just fully trust you guys with her. And I feel like that's a really unique thing. Mm -hmm. And And so there's a much, much more we can talk about. And you might have questions as you listen to this and say, well, how does this work practically? Or Mm -hmm. do you have any other insights into this, this area? So send those in via the email address that was mentioned Mm -hmm. at the beginning. And we'll mention at the very end during the credits and we will do our best on episode five to tackle those questions. So we got one episode left before episode five. If you haven't caught up, go back, catch up on expectations, go back and catch up on the pros and cons of living in community. Next week we'll tackle our fourth (laughs) theme. And then in week five, we will do do our best to respond to your questions. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unintentional Community Podcast. We are mixed and recorded in downtown Hamilton at Sheepdog Studios. Special thanks to Gareth Inkster for that very catchy jingle. And you can go get his new album on anywhere that you get your music called Last Year. And don't forget to send your questions in to askahousey at gmail.com. Of course, housey is spelt H-O-U-S-I-E. Askahousey at gmail.com and we'll answer those in our fifth and final episode. Have a great day.